Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Yeah. Anna, it's time to talk about one of our sponsors. Sweet. Uh, it's going to be Horror Block. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard about Horror Block, but it's a uh, block that you you basically click on the uh, go to our description. Mm-hmm. There's a link there for Horror Block. You click on that, brings you to the page, and it's basically a monthly subscription blo- box. Ooh. So basically, this month, uh, this is uh, going till August 25th is when the next box of Horror Block ships out. So you have nine days, kids, from when you listen to this, or probably eight. But in this month's Horror Block, you're going to look for uh, there's going to be items from Supernatural. Ooh. Ghostbusters, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and more. Holy, okay. So just with those first three things, that really makes me want to go out and get it. <laughs> yeah, so they have a lot of great different toys and all the good stuff. Uh, so go ahead and definitely check out Horror Block. Again, just go down to our description uh, and comments and everything like that, and just go ahead and click on that banner. It'll bring you right to Horror Block, and then go ahead and subscribe, and we get a little bit of a kickback. Hell yeah, I'm down. Hello, everybody. It is time for another brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Oh! I don't know what I'm going with with that one. I am Stevo, and I'm Anna, and we are back Woo! this time, hopefully on time. Not like a late episode last week, but last week I realized uh, Matthew and I talked about this on socially awkward. That's right, shameless plug for other shows. Um, <laughs> We were saying, I love three-day weekends, but they l- just throw off your entire week. They yeah. really do. Um, but yeah, so... Um, Especially we were... because the week before always seems to be like super productive. Well, yeah, because you do like... You work as hard... Let's see. Let me back this up a little bit. Uh, you work as hard as possible that week. Oh, hi. Yay. I know. It's, are you going to keep popping up this entire time? Please don't. Be annoying. Stop it. Um... I just love getting these new notifications on my computer now. Oh. Uh, thank you, the new Windows update. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so you work as hard as possible because you're like, okay, it's going to be a three-day weekend, and the harder I work, the faster time goes by and uh, everything like that. And then you come back um, after three days, and then you have a four-day week, and it just kind of throws everything off because you, like, you took that extra day off to kind of relax and not do anything. And then we have to get back into like productive mode, whether it's work or podcasting or any other side projects we want to do. All gets kind of pushed aside. So, uh, but of course we're back this week, and of course you can find us on foriradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, and Player FM. Of course, uh, you can also find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at. B Horrorcast. Uh, we're getting a lot of more Twitter followers and other people like that. Um, of course, big news. I finally did the wide search, so hopefully we'll be getting a couple of guests on the show in a couple of upcoming episodes. And of course, Halloween's going to be upon us soon, so we'll guarantee to get some cool 
Halloween episodes for you. Again, if you want to write in and leave us some of your listener stories or your creepy listener stories or your eerie stories, or I don't even know what to call it yet, but you can write in at our email address, uh, horrorcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, don't forget to also send us a message on Facebook as well, where you go to www.facebook.com backslash notanotherbhorrorcast. Give us a facebook like we're almost at uh, 50 i think we're five away from 50 so actually you know it'd be are we really five away or are we four away i don't know maybe five or four i'm not sure we're close you know what why don't you tell me people why don't you twitter me um but if we uh, surprisingly if we actually get to 50 by the time we hit our 50th episode that would kind of be spooky yeah um 50 for 50 50 for 50 um so, again, we like to try to get that number up and, you know, let us know. Hit us a chat. But, of course, we're brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. And, of course, we're also brought to you by our new sponsor, Horror Block. Of Ooh. course, you're like, what is Horror Block? Well, check this out. You go to our Facebook page. You click on this little button we got now. I believe it's called Shop Now or it's either called Sign Up. It's called Shop Now. Shop Now. So you click on that, boom, brings you right to the page. You sign up for this uh, monthly subscription block. You get a shirt and all this cool kind of horror swag that's going on right now for this month. Uh, and we get a little bit of a kickback, which we can keep producing these awesome, amazing shows to help you through your work week. And hopefully you guys are enjoying them. Um, but, but if you're not, then we wouldn't know. So. Well, eh, <laughs> I, you know what? If you guys enjoy them, great. If you don't enjoy them, I'm sorry. But, I mean, we're still going to do them because it's something we like to do. And we hope other people find us at least entertaining or even informative. But, of course, we got some eerie news of the week for you. We also got some TV uh, and movie horror news for you. And we watched a film this week. Uh, this film was actually we found on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, uh, you can definitely check this out. This is the Kevin Smith film Tusk. This is the first uh, movie in his uh, three-part trilogy, uh, his Great White North trilogy. I believe the next one has just come out not too long ago. I believe it came out this month. Uh, Yoga Hosers. I don't know if it's going to be in theaters for long or whatnot, but uh, if you saw the Tusk, you want to check out the next one in the uh, series that will be it. So we finally watched Tusk, which we'll touch upon that um, immensely. I'll probably give you a little bit of a background of that. So if you haven't seen Tusk and you want to kind of see, you don't want any spoilers, I'm technically uh, not really bearing the lead on this one. I mean, it's <laughs> the story is pretty pretty plain. So that will be at the end of the podcast as usual. And Ann and I will read other uh, ratings and, of course, give our ratings as well as usual as the show follow. But before we dive into our episodes and everything like that, let's give you guys a little taste of our world and talk about how our week's been. So, Anna, yes. how you been? What's new? And don't skip on the details. Um, well, it would have been fine until you added that last part because I don't really have any details. Anna's bearing the lead. Anna's been banging different guys every day of the week she I actually wow. yeah it's been hashtag and a movie date so if you guys have been doing that you've been missing out a lot apparently i must have been roofied a lot well, bill cosby was about four of them oh okay that makes a lot more sense now you really need to stop letting him in here i can't help it i just show up Anyways, you know I'm covering up my beard. The next I... movie you guys should review is going to be Ghost Dad. No. No. <laughs> well, I still would watch, uh, you know, your version of P2, but I, I don't think I'd want to watch Ghost Dad. Well, considering everything that's going on in my life, they're not going to make the P2 yet. 
Well, speaking <clears throat> of actually, and all the other four horror films apparently that I need to still make uh, that I've come up with, which yeah. I can't the remember. Hangman. Yeah, there was P- Hangman. No, was no P2 well, P two is a remake. I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I can make that. <laughs> uh, and then there was another one about. Um, oh, what was it? It was a. It was uh, the perfect cracker or something like that. The perfect Graham. Oh Graham yeah. Like uh, but that wasn't really a horror movie. That was more of just like a weird That's mafia sort of comedy like, or something like that. Yeah, but, I would say it's sort of like Harold and Kumar go to get a Graham. So, um, but yeah, the perfect Graham starring Eric Dewey coming to a theater never to you. Um, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> what has been going on or what will be going on this week for you, Anna? Um, well, lots and lots of work. Um, oh, I get to go to California. That's right. So that'll be exciting. That should be fun. Especially since I haven't been there in years because I hate most California drivers and it's kind of poisoned the entire state for me. But we shall see if I enjoy it. I will let y'all know. Y'all? Sorry. I mean, I am from Texas, so I'll let y'all know what I think. So. Well, there you go, kids. Yeah. What about you? How's um, your week been? Anything fun? Nothing new, just new implements at work. Um, of course, while we're recording this, by the time you guys listen to it, so you'll be able to hear another movie review on Socially Awkward, but uh, going to we get a half day at work tomorrow and get to go see a movie. Uh, we're going to go see the movie Sully for free. So, uh, yeah, that should be interesting. But not the good Sully from Monsters, Inc. Well, it's well, well, Sully well, first from... off, well, for, okay, you're saying boring Sully. Now, first it's off, it's, it's, it's Tom, okay, yeah. I, I, this is something I was going to bring up on Socially Awkward and stuff, like that, so I can't really range my opinion yet and everything like that until I see the actual film. But it's got Tom Hanks, and I like Tom Hanks. I have no problem with Tom Hanks, so he yeah. usually puts out good work. The only problem is, is when I saw this preview for this movie solely about the uh, the pilot who had to land the plane in the Hudson River, but everybody survived, um, you know, that happened a couple of years know, ago. years ago, I sat there going, do we really need a movie about this? But who knows? Maybe there's a lot more stuff that I don't know, and maybe there's a bunch of stuff that they added for the movie. Who oh knows? yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so who knows? But Tom Hanks, I like him. He's yeah. a good guy. So um, yeah. actually, that's a movie we should watch with Tom Hanks, The Burbs. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I thought you were gonna say the uh, new uh, Da Vinci Code movie that they're coming out with him, with the uh, Dante's Inferno, like the Seven Layers of Hell. Oh, there's that one too. See, that's the other thing. I totally forgot about like like he just Tom Hanks just snuck up on everybody. He's like, I got two movies coming out. Oh yeah, that's true. So I can't do a Tom Hanks. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't sound like. <laughs> no. I got two movies coming out. I got two out. movies coming out there, blah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, had a mental picture of him saying that. that totally yeah. <laughs> you are a toy. Um. Oh yeah, good point. I'm just gonna be doing that. He's all like, why'd you have to land the plane in the, uh... Because you're a toy! No, 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 see, oh, see, you have to wait. You have to, you have to wait. Oh, okay. You have to wait okay. for me to do the setup and then deliver the line. Okay. Mr. Sully, you had to land the plane in the Hudson. Why? Because there's a snake in my boot! And then Samuel <laughs> Jackson shows up, and I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Boom, I just created a great movie right there. Sully 2, motherfucking planes. <laughs> Um, yeah, that would be different. Interesting, yes. Yeah, and then it's a, just a bunch of Eccles, or whatever they call it. What Are they Eccles or Ekans? Ekans. Oh, from uh, Pokemon Go. Pokemon. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so that's about all my news is, and then slowly, uh, like we said, guests are coming on and stuff like that. So um, yeah, uh, I have nothing really to add. So uh, without further ado, I guess we'll jump into our segment of eerie news of the week. It is time for eerie news of the week. All right, we got some eerie news of the week. Now, this is a thing I've been having a big issue with. Okay. Uh, trying to find news, uh, eerie news of the week, yeah. has uh, become very strenuous. And I'm like, so if anybody knows, if you're listening to this, if you know any of these, any websites to go to, to try to find these kind of stuff, please let me know. Because um, it's, I've been trying to find some stuff, and I don't know if it's any good news or whatnot. But uh, the first story that I have. Uh, actually comes from NPR, and the huh. thing that kind of the the why well, I say it's kind of like eerie, creepy news of the uh, week and everything. Uh, this actually looks like it's um, this was uh, yeah September sixth is when the story came out. But when people ate people, okay. a strange disease emerged. Now it looks like uh, most of the worlds didn't know anyone lived in the highlands, uh, the Papua New Guinea. Uh, until 1930, uh, the 1930s, when Australia uh, gold prospector survey, uh, survey, surveying uh, the area realized where about a million people uh, were there. Um, <clears throat> when the researchers made their way to this village in the 1950s, they found something disturbing. Among the tribe, there was about 11,000 people called the Four. Uh, upon the 200 people, a year had been dying in an unexplained illness they called the disease kuru i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but it's k-u-r-u yes you are uh which means uh shivering or trembling uh later on they found out while uh so yeah so the uh the symptoms in uh set in it is a swift demise the first they have trouble walking a sign uh that they were about to lose control of their limbs um, I'm trying to like move my mic so I can actually read this. Uh, give you guys some good details on this one. <clears throat> yeah, first I had trouble walking and the signs that they were uh, about to lose control over their limbs. They lose also lose control over their emotions, which is why people call it the laughing death. Within a year, they couldn't get up off the floor, feed themselves, or control their body, bodily functions. Uh, many of the locals were convinced it was the result of a sorcerer. Uh, the disease primarily hit adult women and children younger than the uh, eight years old. In some villages, there were almost no young women left. Uh, now, upon like them checking this out, they realized... Let's see. So, so let's see. In 1961... Um, uh, let's see, a traveler, village to village, mapping the family trees on search of who could settle this issue. Uh, but upon checking this stuff out, they uh, many of the villagers, when a person died, this is where it gets weird. So when it, when a person died, and this is probably why the disease kept on going, because they really didn't have the kind of um, technology or even the medical warehouse, uh, because obviously tribes, you know, they just rely on whatever they were brought up in before technology took over. Uh, for most of these people, but it looks like they would actually, uh, when a person died, they would cook and consume the body. Uh, it was an act of love and grief, according to them. So 
I thought that was just very interesting. So like, uh, so at your funeral, so your funeral would be an open, I wouldn't say even an open casket at this point. It'd be an open buffet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was very interesting. Uh, they did find out. Uh, yeah, I did. I did know about that disease that it's like there's a certain protein that um, is great. Like basically is um, it causes shaking in humans because you're not supposed to eat other humans flesh. So it causes this actual disease, which can actually be confused with Parkinson's um, in the early stages because you start trembling it like you get this tremor and you can't control it. So, so, and it was also kind of interesting. So the medical research described if the body was buried, it was eaten by worms. If it was placed on a platform, it was eaten by maggots. Uh, the fours believed it was much better that the body was eaten by the people who loved uh, the deceased than by the worms and the insects. Uh, woman, women removed the brain, mixed it with uh, ferns, and cooked it in a tube of bamboo. Uh, they fire roasted and ate everything except for the gallbladder, which is uh, which was primarily adult women who did. So uh, so says uh, Lyndon Bamu, I believe is the uh, yeah Lyndon Bamu Lyndon Okay, Lyndon Lindenbaum. See, I can't read anything uh, because their bodies were so uh, tough uh, to be. Uh, uh, capable of housing and taming and dangerous spirits, the world accomplished a, a like would uh, accommodate the the dead bodies such as that. So I thought this was just a very fascinating read um, and very interesting about that because I haven't really heard. Uh, you know, you hear about cannibalism and you hear about all this kind of stuff, but these people instead of uh, basically the body going to waste, uh, they decided it was an act of you know love and. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like, normally whenever you think of cannibalism, you think of, like, oh, well, these people are, like, these vicious, soulless people that are just eating people for the fun of it. You don't really think of it as, like, oh, so-and-so died as an act of kindness and as an act of, you know, love. I'm going to eat this person and... But it's very interesting. So, but 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 the women it looks like occasionally would pass uh, pieces of the feast to children. Uh, snacks says... Uh, them and they would eat them like they would just like we, they ate what their mother gave us uh she says until the boys hit a certain age and went off to live with the men then they were told not to touch that stuff no wonder the women were dying is because the women had to eat their husbands as an act of love and the men were just like nope i'm out so yeah i thought this was a very kind of interesting read and just kind of that's why i put it in the you know eerie news of the week or whatnot but uh yeah i'll it's definitely uh, i'll definitely post this story on our Facebook page to give that a check. Um, but like I said, it's very been very difficult to find. So I did find another story, which I didn't add to the show notes, but I'm thinking of just doing it now. Cause I'm kind of not impressed with one of the stories I found. Um, let's see this. The one story I found was from PBS. Oh, I'm sorry. So just to go back to the, um, yeah, go right ahead. Back to that story that we were just talking about a second ago. I, I, this is fascinating actually. So, <clears throat> Turns out, it says, uh, as another group would find out years later, it was just, it's a twisted protein capable of performing uh, the microscopic equivalent of a Jedi mind trick, compelling normal proteins on the surface of nerve cells in the brain to contort just like them, the so-called prions or proteinaceous infectious particles would eventually misfold enough proteins to kill pockets of nerve cells in the brain, leaving the cerebellum riddled with holes like a sponge. So that's why the shaking was happening is because the proteins from the dead person's body was literally like causing holes in the brain. And so it was just basically eating the brain alive. That's fascinating. 
Um, yeah, so this this story is not in our show notes. Um, I found this, and I didn't add it to the show notes because it literally just added it a few minutes ago, but I did save it to my Facebook page. So this actually comes from uh, PB, PBS. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is in science. But why are so many lullabies also murder ballads? Oh, yeah. Ring Around the Rosie. So, of course, yes, Ring Around the Rosie. Um, um, was done rock by, by baby. R- rock by baby. You know, so it's it's it was a fascinating, uh, kind of interesting uh, read. Uh, but I guess they use the music also as medicine. A lullaby, a cradle song, is different by um, Mermaid uh, Wester as just a, that a song is quite uh, children or lull them to sleep as soothing reference. Uh, any song can serve as a lullaby, says uh, this uh, Andrew. Uh, Petiti mm-hmm. uh, provides it in a uh, significant slow and rhythmic. Uh, the song that they are um, composed specifically as lullaby, he says, uh, they're fictional lullaby songs that alter and serve that the purpose. So, you know, like we said, like Ring Around the Rosie and Rockabye Baby, you know, they're about like diseases, which is kind of funny because no one really told us that growing up. And then it wasn't until the internet came out. And we're like, Oh shit, what the fuck? You know, yeah, I've been singing this all these years and I meant that. Well, I didn't know about like, the rockabye baby thing is literally just like a baby falling to its death, but I didn't know if it was related to like anything specific or if it's just like the baby dies. So, <laughs> but yeah, I did know about like Ring Run the Rosie was about the Black Plague. So, and actually, the reason why they said Apocalypse Posies is because they believed that ah. the like breathing in like flowers and like posies and stuff would keep you from getting sick. Uh, speaking of, yeah, yeah, uh, so, of course, Rockabye Baby, which we were just talking about, they have that, for example, represents the common fear of crib death. Oh. Um, she compares the break down the glass at the Jewish wedding as a ritual portrayed by the uh, scariness of love that can easily be shattered. Oh, okay, so these are just kind of like other stuff that – so, of course, when the, the um, Jews get married, um, they step on the glass, on the glass uh, just to show you how, you know – thing so yeah it's a very again another very interesting uh read it's really long and everything that's so i'll definitely post this onto the facebook page uh while you listen to the show so you can definitely check it out uh better of a read so and then one uh last article i think is very interesting mm-hmm. that came up i'm not going to read the i don't know if i want to read the glasgow news one or whatnot but uh so if black matter can't be seen can ghost huh so this story becomes also from NP- NPR. I'm starting to believe I just go with NPR with my news story. Um, so if, uh, if dark matter can't be seen, what about ghost? Um, this is an article. Uh, every ghost horror movie has that scene where it shows like, you know, it usually comes early in the story, like the sixth sense. The, the protagonist walks into a room, the, like the kitchen of all the cabinets, drawers are open. Uh, he's puzzled. He doesn't uh, remember leaving it this way. So he closes all the doors and walks out. A minute later, comes back in. And everything's open again. What is actually in the article? <laughs> um, according to um, uh, Harold's poll in 2013, about 45% of people believe in ghosts in the same poll. Almost 30% of the response said that they believe that they'd personally been in the presence of a ghost. When I poked around for the real ghost stories, I found many accounts like the classic scene described above you. You can't see the ghost, but you know it's there. Uh, they mess with things you can't see. Uh, most scientists, including myself, uh, not me, but the article that's written, <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm a scientist, uh, are pretty skeptical of ghost stories. But after attending a recent lecture, The Dark Universe, 
I got to thinking how we are physically different from anyone else telling ghost stories. Uh, let me explain. Over the last few decades, scientists have uh, built a new picture of universe where about 95% of this stuff comes from a dark form, 27% uh, being dark matter and the 68% being dark energy. But what exactly do uh, the physicists mean when they are talking about uh, being dark? Well, basically that means the dark stuff acts like a lot like a ghost in a horror movie. You can't see the dark matter and the dark energy, but you know it's with you because it messes with things you can't see. Now, uh, I just want to put a pin in that for a little bit before we if we want to read more on this and stuff like that. So what do you think what do you think about that theory? So I think it makes sense because technically um whenever I was going to college, one of the things that hugely interested me was black holes. Um and one of the very interesting things about that is that we haven't actually ever witnessed a black hole. The only way that we know it exists is because of how it affects everything around it. Like you'll see like planets being strangely pulled out of their orbits. You'll see uh, like planets and stars and like pretty much like you'll see kind of like just this warp in time and matter and the the only logical explanation is a black hole so so Stephen Hawking Stephen right. Hawking yes I um, was right bitches <laughs> you can't see it but I can so <laughs> uh Stephen Hawking yeah. has less the building. Um, Actually, you can't because it's not wheelchair accessible. Oh, yeah, that's true. I am trapped here. Help me. I'll just push him down the stairs. No. <laughs> um, but so this whole theory of dark matter makes actually makes a lot of sense to me because it's essentially um, like there's in order to keep things together. There's also I think it's also called like essentially called the god particle in some unless i'm thinking of something else in science but basically the theory of the whole god particle thing is it's something that we can't see that we can't count for but it's inexplicably holding things together so essentially i like they came up with the theory of dark matter because they were saying like there's a lot more mass than we can physically see so there's like essentially I would assume that it's probably like matter is just not on the visual plane because like, I mean, obviously there's infrared, ultraviolet, um, it's like different things and like radio waves that you can't actually see. Um, so it makes sense to me that there may, there's probably like matter that you cannot see because it's outside of our visual spectrum. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> sorry, I, I just kind of went, no, I'm surprised you've never brought up any of this kind of shit before on the show. It would have been great to people know that you fucking went to college and have, like, some fucking knowledge about shit. <laughs> so that this asshole trying to be all like, oh, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, Ghost and Scooby-Doo and uh, yeah, yeah. shit like that. So, um... I actually, actually, we should just try to start incorporating, like, a science, like, one science story in an episode or something. I don't see why not, uh, you know make it happen captain but it's important to understand that dark matter and dark energy are different things in the sense uh we've interfered with their existence uh through different kinds of phenomenons this means they go bump in the night stuff we can see in different ways uh dark matter was discovered decades before dark energy by looking at the galaxy uh rotation like you probably just said with uh yeah luminous but, uh, yeah, so the kind of sound like ghosts in the kitchen, uh, drawers uh, 
doesn't it. Uh, so Dark Energy was discovered actually 16 years ago, so it's not even that long. Yeah. Uh, when uh, observations showed the example of the universe, such as... Um, An expansion of the universe. Expansion of the universe. Um, and you want to just read the article? No, you're good. Sorry, I was just... Um, it literally just says that the expansion of the universe has been accelerating, which is actually something that they've discussed before. So I'm curious as to know, like, how... Because, I mean, technically, you don't, no one actually can even theorize about how big the universe is. So I'm curious to know how they are aware that things are accelerating. So unless it's just like things are moving away from each, like kind of like expanding away from itself at a faster rate. And so I would assume that their theory is that the universe is ex accelerating or is expanding. But, I mean, I would, I mean, who knows if the universe is even a finite mass or if it's infinite if it's finite um is it necessarily that the it's expanding or is it just the materials are starting to move farther away from itself and maybe like kind of doing like the like a silt effect basically where it's just just gathering around the edges you know oh I mean? okay <clears throat> I, no, I, I have no idea what you're just, talking about so. just random thoughts that have nothing to do with anyways um Anyway, so you're saying, I apologize. Oh, I no, just, you're good. Had, you seem to know more about this than I do, so go ahead. Pr proceed. I'm actually doing network stuff, so it's not like anyone cares. Um, no, I just kind of got stuck in my own theoretical mindset there. So, um, anyways, back to... Um, yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. Like, uh, So there's kind of like an explanation between... Ghost and uh, Black Matter and uh, Dark Energy. So that's going to wrap up our uh, eerie news of the week um, this week. Um, of course, I will post all these articles on the Facebook page when the show gets released on every Thursday. So hopefully you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, but of course, now it's time for our uh, movie and TV news. It's time for horror news. Um, so this is actually interesting. So I'm guessing during the holiday, uh, Halloween season, uh, Walmart is releasing uh, glow-in-the-dark monsters. Uh, what that means is actual uh, the old uh, Universal uh, Studios monsters, such as the original Mummy, Creature of the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, uh, Dracula, Dracula, uh, the Invisible Man. It looks like they're going to be releasing. Uh, I don't know if they're Blu-ray or DVDs, but it looks like both actually. Uh, but it looks like the covers are going to be um, glow in the dark. Which I'm curious what the. Let's see what the price is. Let's see what else they're going to do. Um, yeah, so horror DVD and Blu-ray collectors Walmart has just rolled out a special edition showcasing the series of limited edition re-releases that feature glow in the dark uh, slip covers. Um, while the Universal Monsters mostly dominate the display, An American Werewolf in London is going to be one of the things, Child's Play 2, and the Halloween, and Phantom of the Opera, the Wolfman, Mummy, and the Invisible Man, uh, join Frankenstein, and all those other good ones as well. So I thought this was kind of cool. So I don't even actually own a lot of these movies. A lot of these movies have been on Netflix. I don't know if they're on Netflix anymore. I mean, I know the old classic Invisible Man, uh, Dracula, and Frankenstein were on Netflix. I don't know if they're going to re-release the – no, I shouldn't say uh, – put them back on streaming on Netflix during the Halloween season. Uh, but, yeah, I thought this was kind of cool. So if they're actually a good price and you don't have these in your collection and you want something kind of cool that stands out for the rest of everybody, uh, I would go ahead and check these ones out. I mean, great, great, just fucking – I literally just need to do a month – no, I shouldn't do a month. A couple of weeks of just old classic Universal 
horror movies, rewatch those, talk about like just a bunch of different behind the scenes stuff that people did not know about, such as like Bell Lugosi's like accent is the thing that people thought that uh, Dracula would have talked, but that was just his accent. So that's pretty much how that carried over throughout the years of just his like children of the night, you know, thing and all that great really stuff. Cool. And and just the cool part about like you you learn about you know uh, Lon Chaney Jr. was the Wolfman, but his dad actually was the original. Uh, he was a makeup artist, but he was also the original Phantom of the Opera. Oh, in really? That black and white film. He was also the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and he did his own makeup. Which nice. is just kind of phenomenal. So with those silent films, mm-hmm. so it's really kind of cool to learn about all this kind of like cool history where all this stuff kind of kind of came from. So uh, yeah, definitely check those out. Um, that's kind of cool. So yeah, you can get them on DVD or Blu-ray. So if you don't have these ones in your collection, you want a little bit of flair, show off to your friends, or just I want them, or you just want to set them all up and shut the lights off and walk <laughs> in and just see all these things looking at you. That'd be kind of creepy. That would be um, so mean to do that to somebody. Like if you live with a roommate, do that. I'm begging you. Or or if you just want to send us gifts, we like gifts. That too. I mean, Bizarre States finally got a bunch of. Uh, Swag from Junior Mints. Junior Mints. Um, yeah. We're not obsessed with Junior Mints, but we are obsessed with beer. Yes. Uh, Santan Brewery. Uh, Huss. Yeah. Um, Four Peaks. You know, all that kind of good stuff. You guys want to, you know, we'll help sponsor you if you help give us stuff. I know now it sounds like we're pan- – I don't even know why I'm even bothering, like, apologizing at this point. Like, no one even cares. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure nobody who works at Four Peaks is going to listen to this. I don't this. think anyone so. listens to this. I honestly think there's, like, a weird glitch in the system, and <laughs> most of my shows, they think people – uh, I think people listen. are listening to it, but it's like this weird glitch, and that's why it only gets up to a certain amount of listens. But technically, maybe only maybe two or three people probably listen to the show. Um, which I'm, thank you, thank you for doing that. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's uh, a very a, low number, a very low number, and no one gives a <laughs> shit. So, um, like I always, like I told Kyle, if you want to listen to a uh, Kyle when we're talking about. Um, Longbox uh, Long Jessica. If you want to listen to a better uh, comic book podcast, go check out Fat Man on Batman. So, of course, with this, if you want to check out a better horror podcast or horror news and stuff like that, you, you have a, a bunch to choose from. Uh, you have uh, Lore. You have Bizarre, um, States. Bizarre States. You have uh, that one. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving that one for that one fucker that we don't like. Oh yeah. Um, don't even tell his name. Um, oh. Um, uh, you, you were talking uh, about it. Yeah. The uh, the one with the old bar- broadcasts. Oh yeah, oh there's there's that one, the old broadcast one. I forgot. Uh, I was thinking of something else. Um, well, hang on, let me look. Let me but, pull um, up my uh, podcast. Let's see. So, oh, monsterclub.com podcast is the old one. Um, then there's also uh, there's actually two that I've been listening to that are kind of like a store. Let's say they're both docudramas and they're actually like sister podcasts. Um, one is called the Black Tapes Podcast, which goes into like demonology and kind of stuff like that. Then there's another one that's called Tanis, T-A-N-I-S, and that literally goes into um, like it's really really interesting because even though these, I'm not a hundred, I'm 99% sure that they're fiction, but at the same time they have a lot of like lore and history and mythology, and it's very very interesting. Um, and then, oh, the other one is Pseudopod. That was it. That, it. Was, that was the one I was trying to remember, Pseudopod. So, yeah. So, if you stumble upon this, you're like, what the fuck is this crap? Give it some time and learn all the ones that we just talked about and go see those. Or listen to those, I should say. Because apparently they're a lot better and more famous and people like them. Uh, but shout out to all you guys for free. I know you won't shout us back. Um, <laughs> or if you really want to be nice to us, you can give us a shout out and then go on those other podcasts and let them know about our show. 
Uh, they won't. Um, yeah, I know. So, but so uh, it's cool. So I found a story. Uh, this is just short little news. Um, uh-huh. Nothing major, but I did find something that I'm um, interested to talk about. So first off, so the new Predator movie is going to be coming out. Uh, it starts filming, I believe, in November of this year. Should probably come out sometime next year. Uh, no, let's see. Predator, uh, Predator expects to arrival in February, uh, February 9th of 2018. So oh. it might be a long ways away, but it looks like uh, Bel. Benicio, Benicio del Toro, del Toro uh, might be uh, battling the Predator uh, in this one. Of course, uh, the title uh, Predator. Uh, of course, Shane Black, the nice guys, is directing uh, the next installment of the Predator franchise. Oh, so is this going to oh. take place during Christmas? Good question. If you guys don't know about Shane Black, he directed the third Iron Man movie. Uh, he's directed a lot of the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, or I think, no, Lethal Weapon 2. I forget which one he did. But a lot of his movies... Oh, he also directed this phenomenal film. If you have never seen this film, this is has nothing to do with horror. A phenomenal film. Robert Downey Jr. at his best, I would say. Because this is him right coming off of probably like the Iron Man franchise. But it's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. A fucking amazing movie. It's like basically Shane Black was like... Robert Downey Jr. Just be Robert Downey Jr. Huh? Fucking just it's Never a even great. Heard of oh, it's it. oh, it's really good. But uh, he uh, he also he wrote this script with Crow, uh, co-wrote the script with uh, Frank uh, Decker, uh, Monster Squad, which is also a phenomenal movie. If you guys haven't seen that, I uh, haven't but seen it. which actually brings me to the next thing. So I think this is kind of cool. We're gonna get to see, uh, you know. Um, Oh, yeah, this is a thing, too. So not only will uh, Del Toro be battling the president is enough to get us even more excited for this latest uh, thing. Uh, James also probably uh, 50 cents might be in it. And also Arnold Schwarzenegger will have a role in it as well. You know, it just really cracks me up that I just noticed. Apparently 50 cents first name is Curtis. Yeah, Curtis 50 yeah. Cent. Okay, so okay, so Sting's real name is Gordon. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent's first name is Curtis. And... The Rock's real name is Dwayne. Like, where are these, like, super nerdy names coming from? So this is really cool. So speaking Sorry. of Monster Squad, Shane Black thinks a Monster Squad sequel is a great idea, or a good idea, he says. Um, what is Monster Squad? Okay, so Monster Squad is a movie that came out probably towards the, yeah, the 1987, so towards the late 80s, this movie came out. So basically, it was like a Goonies mashup now I, I would say like almost like a goonies kind of film where it's a bunch of kids uh, basically these monsters get together to pretty much take over the world so you have your classic monsters you got frankenstein you got the mummy you got dracula you got the wolfman and you got Guildman uh in this film and basically these monsters come to thing the kids actually end up finding frankenstein who befriends one of the little girls in the in this thing but they had this thing called the monster squad where they talk about monster movies so it's kind of like the goonies in the very beginning where they're like oh this and that so these monsters try to take over the pretty much the and actually surprisingly for a film that was kind of aimed towards kids is pretty got some pretty hectic violent stuff in it as well uh they actually blow up uh wolfman at one point and he actually pieces himself back together like wolverine um it's such a good film so definitely uh yeah i think if it's still on netflix definitely need to watch it during halloween it's it's just a good good fun uh movie and stuff like that has one of the best lines in it too where uh they kick a wolfman in the uh balls and one of the kids goes like oh Wolfman's got nards. So, uh, but yeah, I would love to see a sequel. And not only will I love to see a sequel, I'd love to see the sequel where it's if they could get the same cast of kids again, but them grown up oh. and either having to battle these monsters again or even their children 
stumble upon this. Now, I don't know if they're going to reuse the same monsters or they're going to dive into different monsters such as maybe like the Invisible Man and all the other great ones that came out there. Or, heck, maybe if you're able to get all the rights to all the other New Age monsters, you got Freddy for everyone to battle. Yeah, I was going to say. That, like, but I don't know if they will. Freddy, Jason, one of the Cenobites, and... Kind of thing or whatnot. Uh, but I thought, every time I say Cenobites, I just think of like Cinnabon. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I hear that and I'm just like, oh man, I could eat so much Cinnabon. No, it's Cinnabon. Oh wait, hold on. Let me see if I can get a weird, creepy. Uh, is this it? Hello, 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 hello. Oh wait, hello, 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 hello. Anything? Anything? No. Is it this one? Hello, 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 hello. Damn it, I'm gonna find it. Hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Why is this working? Hello. Maybe it's mad at you for something. I don't know. Hello, there we go. I am the Cinnabites. <laughs> hello. Cool. Hello. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Got some production value, bitches. It sounds like you're talking in Frankenstein's castle. Yes, I'd like to purchase this 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 cast 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 Hello? 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 Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Like so many That is so cool. That's enough bad. That's the funny part. I can just do it with one person, or I can do both people. So yeah, I'm learning how to use the board. That's right, kids. Uh, but this is actually kind of interesting. So demon goat beer. I want it. <laughs> okay, so this is from uh, uh, this is going to be a cranberry and blood orange uh beer coming from Black Phil. Um, coming August, so it should already be out by now. Okay, first of all, amazing. Second of all, do you think that they got the demon goat beer from uh, your uh, goat simulator game with the demon goat versus the angel? You remember the uh, demon goat? Yeah, game? I know what you're talking about with the demon goat. I don't think so because a demon goat has been around forever. I mean, even oh, okay. uh, fuck, was it Utah? I don't know. Utah has a legendary goat man uh, urban legend out there or some of that. I think it's oh. Utah. I'm not sure. Um, I know there's a goat sucker but so well that's a chupacabra yeah that has no that's not even a goat that's just a creature that feeds upon the blood of goats it's basically yeah, a true. a mexican well not a mexican but it's a it's a creature that's uh area is pretty much you know mexico arizona a little bit of um new mexico well yes new mexico texas but also in a little bit of brazil the south america oh okay um but yeah that's a completely different creatures of that so yeah so demon uh, goat beer actually uh looks like it's gonna be launched in 12 ounce cans um i'm gonna have to check this out that does actually sound pretty good cranberry blood orange uh, i do like the design of the can uh yeah. we'll definitely post this again on the facebook page so i think we're gonna have to track down these yes because i do like blood orange it's really good especially well in i was beer. about to say we should track down these and have them and try them on the next show and then we can give them a, a review uh it's only available now through halloween so we need to find it quickly oh yeah we just got a bevmo a total wine yeah it's true bonus plugs for you motherfuckers so you better give me something um <laughs> they're like here here's 10 percent off they're like here's an email that you already signed up for which stuff that you never <laughs> get to use and the timer oh <laughs> um <clears throat> Pretty much. Then we got also, this is, I'm really excited about. This is pretty, pretty legit. So, um, there's an old movie. I believe there's about four movies in this trilogy. They actually also made a cartoon show called The Toxic Avenger. Uh, 
Toxic Crusaders was the name of the cartoon show. But the original movie called Toxic Avenger, uh, they're planning on doing a remake. Now, this has been in talks for a while now. Now, this movie is not only the one of the biggest B-movies I've ever seen in my entire life, but this is a hero that does not give two fucks about anybody. Where he literally, like, throws a guy out of, off of a car. And you just see this guy get, like, you know bludgeon and bluted so there's like there's about like four of these so basically the story with this was a nerdy kid gets picked on uh talked into wearing like a tutu at one point and then he got pushed out a window and fell into pretty much a uh a bat of toxic waste and then became this super mutilated like kind of hero uh, thing or whatnot, and it has to clean up the town. So, um, huh. I've never even another thing I've never even heard of that I really need v- to see. Very, very low budget, I believe. If all four are still on Netflix, uh, they're freaking hilarious, ridiculously. Just it's a great cult following film. So, I'm excited for this because you could kind of probably take this property and actually maybe do something very good with it. Uh, so we'll be excited to see. I mean, a rumor had this that uh, this rumor was a while back when it was coming and john travolta actually stated that he wanted to have some part in the movie uh whether or not playing a bad guy or something like that so so weird so weird i'm gonna fight the toxic avengers so weird i'm gonna touch him in his butt and uh yeah so uh, i mean no no not that what oh my god so that just reminded going on to a john travolta rant this has nothing to do but it might actually fit in with weird horror creepy news so a fan Mm -hmm. a fan of the movie grease Oh. Just crack the code. Okay. Sandy died. So in the very beginning of the movie where they talk about their summer, she goes, uh, uh, they mention in the song, nearly drowned. Oh. So technically everyone thinks the entire movie, the entire movie is her last like brain function about like she just met this guy she fell in love with. He saves her, but he doesn't save her. Uh, and then that's her entire hallucination of before she dies of like, oh, this is what my this is what my last senior school year would have been with this new guy. And then and that's why at the end of the movie, she goes up into the they clouds. go up to heaven. <laughs> Damn, I, I'm I'm so on board with that. Mind blown. So we it's the only it's the only heaven I could understand because it's like I'm gay. So why would I even be with Sandy? You know, I should have been with Unless like, Sandy's a guy. I would have been with, you know, Grease Lightning, you know, uh, you <laughs> know, just having sex with a car like the guy did in Ohio. You know, it's weird. It's crazy. You know, <laughs> I was in face off. Um, yeah, with Nicolas Cage. Don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I'm excited for that. So then, you're going and, to Nicolas Cage. I don't know. No, I'm not going to Nicolas Cage. So this is also another roundabout <laughs> fun thing that I love. Uh, the Pumpkinhead remake is going to be filming next year. Again, two movies came out from that. You will probably still have to watch this thing. Uh, I'm just really kind of wondering if they're going to go with um, if they're going to actually make this into a CGI character when they do it, or they're going to go back to its roots and make it the crazy ass, you know, body, you know, puppet tree thing. Because I think oh, that like, do you either do like CG like full CGI or do like a like a prosthetic suit. Yeah, the like in the original uh, movie, it's you know prosthetic suit or whatnot. But it looks oh, it's just so like how they film that movie and it just taking place at night and in this creepy forest. Like it just fit that atmosphere with that creature. Of I, think be- I think Todd McFarlane actually designed a toy. Actually, that's one thing I posted on her Facebook page, uh, diving into Pumpkin and everything. That he used to do a bunch of those like horror mashup action figures a while back. So he had like you know Leatherface, uh, Michael Myers. I think he did like a Freddy Krueger 3D plo- poster at one point, and same with the Jaws one. He also did the pumpkin head uh, creature. I kind of wish. He- I think he also did Chucky as well. Uh, I kind of wish he would go back. Oh, and I think he did Scream, uh, Ghostface. Oh, nice. Um, I keep like like I think he. Uh, yeah. 
uh, yeah, I would uh, love for him to redo those again, uh, even make new ones or something like that. Uh, would be kind of interesting. Oh, maybe if he touch upon stuff from The Conjuring, some of those characters Ooh. and things like that, or even um, oh, what's the one? Uh, Insidious. <gasps> oh, if he were to do yes, the, 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 the red demon, yes. ooh, that would be kind of good. Tom McFarland, you or live even in a creepy old woman. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, creepy you know, old woman slash man. Tom McFarland, you live in Arizona. Listen to this podcast. Take my ideas. I don't care. Um, <laughs> well, technically, you can't. They're not my ideas. There's Universal and Legendary Pictures and stuff like that. Is that you can always give that's a what? Kickback. Well, I don't think he needs. To act. Fuck, I'd rather just have him on the show and pick his brain. Um, yeah, that's his kickback because he just says hi to us. Uh, now that I think about it, maybe that's why he stopped doing a lot of that stuff because maybe the copyright infringements and all the stuff getting tangled because it was like – I don't know what owns what now because I know D- uh, Dimension uh. Films had a lot of those things like Scream and then you got Universal Pictures owns some stuff and then you have Legendaries now like the big catalyst for half of these things. Yeah, I know people are like, Steve, how do you know all this pointless knowledge is never going to help you in life? That's because, kids, I have no life. Uh, that's right. I said kids because um, I feel like everyone's younger than me, and I feel like an adult person. I'm basically the Bowser of this podcast. Um, um, uh, what was I going with? Uh, but, yeah, so I think that's uh, that's going to be cool. I can't wait for the – ooh, wait a minute. Uh, I don't know if you're necessarily Bowser. I feel like I'm more Bowser because I just go off on random tangents that nobody really cares about, and then you have to get me back on track. Um, but anyways. Sorry, I was just reading the an replica. Case in point. All right, so uh, <laughs> there might be a little bit of CGI, and there might be more of a – you know, I really hope that they do like the actual like. like look, I don't. Under, I understand if you have to use CGI for if you wanted to jump or do some stuff because I mean, literally, this thing just kind of creepily walk through the forest very slow. You know um, what I think that they should do to actually it's like actually do like a combination of it and just sort of like just touch up with the CGI and make the walk like a lot more like unnatural. And just kind of like do this like weird like body movement. Because I mean that's the one thing that always creeps me out the most. Especially in like. Um, I can't even remember. Um, can't even remember. I can't even think of an instance right now. But actually uh, I guess Puppet closest... Master. When it gets into stop motion. And the puppets are actually like moving with the weird like creepiness. Yeah kind of. Oh so great example. We just watched uh, the Doctor Who episode with the 2D people oh yeah oh when they're all like that yeah whenever they're like the weird like staggered like kind of stiff i don't know i don't know what it is with that like anytime anything has it's like because you have like zombie speed where it's like but that doesn't really creep me out you're like okay then you got like you got really fast pace you're kind of like okay that's scary but not super scary but when it's that weird like jerky like slow motion yeah i think that's the most fucked up shit yeah i think that the reason why that was so creepy is because there's a humanoid shape but it's doesn't move in a human fashion yeah so it's got this weird like it kind of fucks with your mind because you expect it to move a certain way and it doesn't so i don't know but, if they could do that that would be cool <laughs> but uh kids of course uh it's time for our movie review now this is the movie tusk came out in 2014 and honestly this movie is based off of pretty much kevin smith's entire podcast so yes Kev, uh writer director and podcaster kevin smith uh this film came out i remember it was off of a smodcast episode um i believe called the walrus and the carpenter uh him and scott motor actually found this little ad uh which turned out to be a fake ad later but a man talking about how he would love to uh, have a roommate, you wouldn't have to pay anything, but for two hours a day, you would have to dress up in this walrus costume because he felt that his best friend on this island he was stranded on for a couple of years 
was a walrus. And then Kevin and him just started going off on their rants like they usually do. And, of course, if you ever listen to any of my shows like I usually do, uh, they came up with this horror movie almost. And Kevin was like, no one's going to make this. I'm going to make it. So if anybody wants to uh, hashtag pretty much walrus yes or hashtag pretty much walrus no for this movie so the description that imdb gives is when a podcaster wallace brinton goes missing in the backwoods of manitoba while interviewed interviewing a mysterious uh, safari named uh howard howe his best friend teddy and his girlfriend allison team up with an ex-cop to look for him now they did not give you basically what this movie was so me listening to the podcast and knowing Kevin Smith's work and stuff like that, I got a lot of the cool Easter eggs, which we'll talk about. And then we have Anna, who – this is her second Kevin Smith film. The first one being Clerks. The first one being Clerks. So Anna is already seen from his very first film to his almost kind of latest film. Oh, uh, yeah. Second most recent uh, film. Second most recent <laughs> film going – Okay, so it's like I, I will say I this: to, the, the I, production I, value did go up. <laughs> instead of black and white, it was in color. Yes. Um. So yeah. So I heard about this movie. I mean, a lot of people are in this. You got Justin Long. You have um. Uh, Johnny Depp. Well, I wasn't gonna mention Johnny Depp yet. Oh. But you have yes, Justin Long. You have actually Haley Joel Osment in this. You also have uh, Kevin's wife, uh, Kevin's daughter, uh, Johnny Depp as well. Johnny Depp's daughter as well. You also have um, Michael Garman. Parks, Ralph Garman, uh, which Ralph Garman's cameo in that movie I thought was hilarious <laughs> because in the beginning of their uh, podcast, Hollywood Babylon, uh, people would write in and call him Frank Garman. And then Kevin decided it would be funny to make him Detective Frank Garman in <laughs> in the uh, movie, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, he plays a great fucking Canadian, though. I will say that. he was Okay, now that Ralph Garman you saw in mm. the movies – that is not Ralph Garman. That is a, the nicest Ralph Garman I've ever seen in my entire life. Because really? uh, basically last week when I went off into my America Get Your Shit Together bit, um, where I dropped the F-bomb I believe 39 times in less than 10 minutes of the episode starting, uh, that's basically Ralph Garman is just an angry Irish drunk, which I absolutely love and pretty much stole half of his impersonations. Um I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, but yeah, funny funny stuff. But yeah, Michael Parks in this movie. Now, the last time I saw Michael Parks in a Kevin Smith film was Red State, which is a movie I want to watch again. You should probably see it. Very good. He's just a phenomenal – that guy just knows how to just fucking deliver dialogue and shit. Like he has this amazing speech in Red State, Michael Park, that you're just like, fuck, like where has this guy been kind of thing. Um, but go ahead. Oh, I was just going to point out – so – um, do you remember the girl in the convenience store that um, Justin Long uses her back to write on the pad? Yes. She, Her name is Ashley Green. She's actually also on Holidays. Yeah, she was on Holidays as well. She was one of the uh, uh, girls in the Kevin Smith part. Um, oh, ringtone. Oh, yes. Uh, the ringtone that Justin Long has is also from... Uh, Hollywood Babylon with the Al Pacino, ooh, ooh, more margaritas, you know, kind of thing, which I, I just died. I, I actually had to keep pausing it and die laughing about all the little Easter eggs that Kevin uh, Smith wrote in, put into this uh, movie and stuff like that. So, um, of course, uh, if you haven't seen the movie and you're still listening to this, I would shut it off now, go watch the movies, and then come back because, spoiler alert, 
We're not going to be able to lead on this. Uh, this movie is basically a crazy psychopath, which you find out a little bit more about, and that's actually what I I did like that aspect of the story. Yeah. Before I thought there was just some weird guy that's just like, oh, but it, I kind of like what it built to. But literally, this guy turns another man into well, I shouldn't say a man, a few men apparently into a fucking walrus. Well, he takes he killed twenty three people. Yes. So. <laughs> so uh yeah so. You know, Justin's Law character is a podcaster, so this is I. This is so weird with me. This is not deter me at all to be like, I want to go to Canada. Like, I still <laughs> want to go to Canada, and I'm a podcaster, so Just I don't care. Just because there's one psycho doesn't mean you can't go to Canada, eh? Um, but yeah. So, um, uh, before we get into all my craziness about what I'm going to talk about with this, so Anna, what did you think of this movie? Because you literally went into this movie only knowing me going, this guy turns another guy into a walrus, kind of thing. Um. Well. I actually liked it. Okay. Um, I thought that, especially given the fact that it was technically a low-budget film, I thought they did a very good job with it. Um, the plot was a lot more complex than I thought it was going to be. It was also a lot more fucked up than I thought it was going to be, because holy shit. Um, and I also, like, I pre like they had a lot of, despite the fact that this movie is very, very dark and very, very disturbing, they had a lot of um, comic relief, especially with uh, with uh, Harley Quinn and, uh, I can't remember. Johnny, Johnny Depp's, Depp's daughter, daughter. Which are the two leads in um, Yoga Hoser. Yes. Um, so those two girls were actually pretty funny. Um Johnny Depp was just fucking ridiculous with the eyes. I just he this was like okay so this like was I, like his ideal character. Well, not even that, but this like. is uh, Johnny Depp. Just like I was just very surprised that he was in a Kevin Smith film, and not only that, but he's going to be he's in Yoga Hosers, and he's also going to be in uh, Moose Jaws. Yeah, which I'm so fucking. I have no idea why I'm so looking forward to a Muse Jaws movie. Just it's, because it's because it's Jaws in Canada. Well, I, not even that. <laughs> not even that. I'm just so like impressed with like okay, so with the budget they had and what they were able to build in this movie with the with the walrus suit and everything like that. Yeah. It really gave a homage to like uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which obviously was a very good scene where like he's screaming in the chair and then Michael Parks' character is screaming back at him because that's like. The part in Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, where they're all sitting around the table and the girl's, like, freaking out, wanting to escape. And then everyone around the table just starts, like, screaming, like, kind of mocking her kind of thing. So Kevin Smith obviously does know his fucking horror films, so uh, good for him, uh, which I don't know why I'm saying good for – he doesn't need fucking praise for me. Um, <laughs> he's got to listen to me like, one fucking guy likes me. Okay, fuck it. I don't care. Why does um, all of a sudden he sound like Nicolas Cage? Because I, I don't do a Kevin Smith. I don't have a Kevin Smith. I got a Randall. That's about it. Be like, Kevin Smith is a douchebag. <laughs> I was never in this movie. I thought that actually, um, his, uh, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't need this compliment either. But yeah. I will say his directing skills has improved dramatically from Clarkstone. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but well, fuck, actually, his episode, thought... his episode of The Flash was phenomenal. But again, we're going. Yeah, I feel like this week is Kevin Smith week on my podcast. I'll probably have to bring it up again on socially awkward, really, because we did talk about Kevin Smith again on Longbox Gas. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, but yeah, he actually—I feel like he's a very, very good director, and like he did a very good job with pretty much everything. Like even just like splicing the story together, and well, like the flashbacks, I felt like they didn't really spend too much time on any one like 
the like part like they were able to split between like knowing what's going on with Justin Long to be able to go over to like his girlfriend and his best friend like looking for him and just kind of, and like but to, and then to fit in the flashbacks without causing like like in um causing an issue with the continuity of the story so um which actually now that i think about it is kind of like a comic book way to do uh, well, it well yeah i mean he's he's he has written yeah. comic books so, but just anyway so so anyway so this uh i again like you said you enjoyed the movie i actually really enjoyed the movie granted there's some parts in it where i'm just all like i know he had very a very thin storyline that he wanted to get across and had to stretch that out uh though the amount of people that are in this and just knowing that this is part of a trilogy now i'm even more excited because you're going to get to know um uh you're going to get to know the character of uh a uh, guy, a guy, uh, Point, uh, Johnny Depp's character, which is actually a guy who landed this, um, oh shit, what was it? It's actually based off of a real, well, not the detective guy, but the actual name, uh, mm-hmm. Guy Lapointe, uh, was off, uh, a Canadian, a French Canadian man, uh, that they talked about on Smodcast as well. Like I said, I can dive into, uh, I'd be the, so everyone always says that Kevin Smith always is a great interviewer and talking to people and stuff like that. I feel like I'd be the same thing if I ever got to talk to Kevin Smith and interview him where I'd just be like, oh, this movie and going off and like doing, and like, I have a feeling that podcast, if I ever got famous enough that he would ever, we'd ever sit down to do a podcast, it would have to be like a, like a 10 hour podcast at this point because we would just go like oh and then there's this oh and then so and plus we'd just get fucking high oh yeah i just want to i now i really really want to see a conversation between you and kevin smith because your minds work like very and very similar like channels so i just want to see that conversation i feel like it would be lots and lots of rabbit holes and it would be oh it'd be ridiculous of the shit that we would talk about um but yeah no so i want to get in touch with kevin smith and tell him that we want to meet him probably not uh, <laughs> it was worth a shot. As as, as Kevin Smith would say, be like, "Fuck this fat piece of shit! I don't want to talk to him." Um, Who's fat? You or me? Yeah, no. Kevin Smith would be talking that about oh. me. You're not fat. Um, but anyways, yeah. So yeah, anyways. really. Uh, then again, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. So um, and not to say that I liked every one of his films. Uh, I never saw Jersey Jersey Girl. So maybe because I don't have kids. Maybe when I have a kid, I might go. Oh, okay. But we'll see what happens. But. Actually, um, I take that back. The first Kevin Smith movie I saw was Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Oh, there you Okay, so, wow. So that was like his last kind of comedy film, because I think the one right after that was... Red State? Red State. Um, yeah, but, I saw it in theaters, and actually it had a pretty good reception in theaters, and it stayed in uh, oh, was, for a I, while. I mean, so. I, like I said, I've seen every one of his films. I own most of his films. I dropped off from getting his films a while back. I mean, I just picked up his, his book, uh, you know, Tough Shit. Uh, which again, uh, books I have not read yet. I mean, I watched an evening with Kevin Smith again. Like I'm just actually Kevin Smith was the reason why I wanted to get into filmmaking uh, back in the day, and then I didn't even know about his podcast. Uh, apparently, people asked me, "Would I want to be on a podcast?" How podcast started uh, this podcast, uh, me getting into the whole podcast kind of thing, and then I was like, "Oh, I want to do more shows. I like talking. I like doing this." And then, of course, then I found out he did a podcast, which I listened to as well with all of his other ones. So it's kind of weird that, yeah, I kind of feel like now that I think about it, it's like I built a network. He built a network. I mean, he's more su- again more successful people. I mean, if you want like the low rent pe- uh, crap, then listen to my network. Uh, <laughs> I have no problem bashing because I know anybody else on the network is probably not listening to the show. They're like, hey, we're not a crap network. Fuck you, Steve. They're like, what are you going to do about like nothing? You worthless piece of shit. Um, (laughs) 
Everyone's so angry towards me on this thing. Oh, the uh, dog in the like the oh, picture yeah, of the dog. Oh yeah, there's a there's a dog in the background. There's a dachshund in uh, the Allison's bedroom. I believe is the uh, the woman who uh, the his girlfriend's girl, yeah name. girlfriend's name. Uh, and I wanted to know if that's Shecky, uh, Kevin Smith's dachshund. Uh, but again, a lot of Easter eggs. But again, great. I like the movie. It's fun. If you listen to his podcast, I think you would enjoy the movie. Like I said, it's on Amazon Prime right now, so we didn't like pay for anything to watch this movie. Uh, I understand if you don't want to waste money on something. I think you should still waste money on Kevin Smith. I don't think he needs the money, but yeah, he might. You never know. Anyways, but um, I felt like I bought his book, so I'm allowed to see this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just fun stuff, and I'm I gotta watch uh, Yoga Hoser, so. In fact, I'm kind of debating if I just wanted to be like, yeah, we're going to see Sully and just kind of dip out and just see if there's a showing of Yoga Hoser during that time frame. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be so dick. I just know work will be like, we're going to do a trivia. Yeah. And I don't know why we sound like... Uh, uh, shit, what's his name? <sighs> J- J- Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Now, Sully is a movie about a plane. That would have been awesome if they had got if he was still look, alive. Look, 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 look! I had, I had to, I, I, I had to land, land the the plane in in the in the in the Hudson because the uh, my co-pilot Harvey decided to take <laughs> all the money and put it in your house and Mr. Potter and ah, uh, <laughs> I went to Washington. I don't know. Um. Actually, we really went was, off on a rant here. A little bit. Um, but anyway, so uh, before we give our reviews, uh, let's talk about what everyone else thought about the movie. And of course, I know not the greatest reviews, but IMDb gave it a 5.4 out of 10. Which actually isn't bad for IMDb. Not bad for IMDb. And Rotten Tomatoes, of course, gave it a 41%, uh, but only 36% of the audience liked it. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Um yeah, actually, it seemed like there was more critics that liked this movie than there were, like, uh, people. But then again, I don't know if it's because, like, the Kevin Smith haters are literally just going on to this just to bash on Kevin Smith, because that's what it seemed like reading a lot of the user reviews. Um, or if there are actually Kevin Smith fans and they don't like it. But I didn't really see very many who were like, well, I'm a Kevin Smith fan and I didn't like this. Most of it was like, Kevin Smith's a piece of shit and this movie's a piece of shit. So... Sorry, I got distracted. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, so I'm going to give this out of... Femur bones. Ah, uh, I was going to go with walrus dicks. But, <laughs> um, so, okay, so five out of five femur bones. Uh, what do you, you want to rate it? And what did you like about the movie? And what didn't you like about the movie? Um, it was really fucked up. And I liked that, and I didn't like that at the same time. Um, I felt like they probably could have lightened it up a little bit more. Um, and I also feel like there probably could have been a little bit more of a storyline. Uh, like, just kind of like a little bit more of the side story instead of just focusing on, oh, yeah, he's a walrus, and or this dude is like basically loves walruses, and now he's turning, you know, Justin Long into a walrus. Um, but, oh, yeah, that was another thing that cracked me up is seeing... Um, the girlfriend of Justin Long and uh, the guy that she's cheating on Justin Long with, uh, Haley Joel Osment's character, like seeing them walking next to each other, I was like, hey, it's Kevin Smith and his wife. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what, like short, dorky dude and uh, that tall, hot chick. Um, 
But anyways, so overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very interesting. Would I recommend it to my family and friends? Most likely not. I do not think you would recommend it to your family. Yeah, Um, not my family. Maybe a couple of my friends. I'd probably recommend it to like a couple people that have been like on your podcasts before just because I know they have a dark sense of humor. But my overall rating would probably be three out of five femur bones. So would you say three out of five? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a Four out of five fever bones. Oh, sorry, um, I make you look bad. No, I don't make you look bad. I just <laughs> want to say, like, I like the, I just like something that was so fucked up. Uh, I kept sitting there going, like, like, are they really going to do this? I mean, it was just what I liked about it. It was just something different. Yeah. Uh, we get so many horror movies that are so cliche and so the main damn thing, and this was just just this parade of craziness, humor, weirdness of this man who not only put him into a fucking walrus suit made of like human skin and then also had another one of a guy who did not swim well because uh, you'll see Justin Log character get pulled into uh, this this kind of river like paddock that this guy pretty much put in and so it's like this carcass of another human being who was put through this and then you find out there was like 23 more of these kind of people and then not only that more fucked up is then he fights Michael Parks' character in another walrus fucking costume that's true where you're just like what the like, yeah, and then he's like swimming with him in the water naked, and you're like, "What the hell is going you're, on?" And you're just like, "This is just so fucking weird." And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I give it, I give it where credits due. Now, granted, yes, there are some slow parts in it. There are some parts where you're going like this. This storyline is very thin, but I think like it, it was something, it was something different and something new that we haven't seen before. Uh, you know, a mixture of some old classic films such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, you know, with the killing and uh, sewing bodies together and just all this crazy stuff. So uh, it's very fucked up. I don't think if I if I saw this not being a Kevin Smith, like even knowing about Kevin Smith or listening to his podcast, I probably would have been like everybody else going like, what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought everyone did a great performance in it. And ve- like I said, it's a it's for a low budget film. Mm-hmm. It really didn't cost that much to make. I think they did a pretty good job with it. Uh, I want to know where that fucking house is. Yeah. That house was nuts. That house was awesome. Um, um, another thing that I thought was very – that I actually liked about the movie that I forgot to mention um, is that it's really like Kevin Smith. Like you can tell like he actually put his heart and soul into this thing. Like he did a – like. I mean, I understand, like, obviously it's not going to be, like, the most amazing movie ever made, but it's still, like, you can see that there's, like, passion and there's, like, thought put behind it, and it's a very, very good, like, representation. And actually, like, they have Silence of the Lambs where the guy, like, makes a fat suit, but he makes it for himself. He doesn't make it for someone else and make someone else live in the suit. And I thought that that was an interesting twist on, like, the normal, like, horror story is that, like, it's someone else doing it and, you know... So instead, it's actually this guy is taking his, you know, weird obsession and pushing it onto other people. Yeah, um, but like, no, yeah, you're you're correct on that one. It was like a weird kind of like this twisted monster kind of thing where it's like, and then it's like if it if they didn't work out, he just killed them and started fresh again. Apparently, you know, it was yeah. just kind of like this weird like trying to find this perfect he's basically this perfect walrus but then it's that was the other cool part about it it's like you found out all this mutilation stuff that he did uh with johnny depp's character talking about how they kept finding like the bodies and the holes in the faces and all this crazy stuff 
And then you find out like a little bit of Michael Parks' character's past about how his parents were murdered and he was placed in this home and then the home got shut down and he got moved into a mental institution. So it's like this man was just basically bred for pretty much evil from that point on as a little boy. And when he finally escaped from all that, then it's like all this fucking trauma and shit that happened to him. You're like – it's like you kind of feel bad for him, but you're also kind of like this is still fucked up what you're doing. Yeah. It's like this weird kind of like – You get caught in like that normal paradox of like, okay, I feel bad for what happened to him, but at the same time, he's a really fucked up, twisted dude. But at the same time, you you just kind of like get stuck in that like tug of war. And it's also really crazy because it's also the same thing with Justin's log character. Like he he Mm -hmm. comes out and you think like, oh, he's a funny guy. And then you find out it's like, oh, he cheats on his girlfriend. He's not that great of a person. He's like this. Really the only way he got famous is because he was just like super hateful all the time. But then you also realize it's like, but he is no better than his girlfriend and even his buddy. Because then it's like they're getting together and they're doing this stuff and all this. So it's kind of like you can kind of see the redemption he has. I mean, basically the biggest like kind of, you know, irony of the fact is like he he was going to go into interview a kid who cut off his leg and then the kid ends up killing himself and then he ends up losing his leg like right off like the bat of the thing so it's a lot of like redemption of like i hate this character of like oh, you know you kind of feel sorry for him you don't want anything that happens but like i said it's a f- it's a good i liked it it's an enjoyable movie like i said it's an original idea that's why I've, i kind of like people taking horror films and trying something new with them something we haven't seen yeah guess what it could fail it could not be that good but I'm giving you credit for fucking trying because I'm so sick of fucking the remakes of a character that we've already seen ten times before. But then you literally just do the same thing. the same thing with that remake, like shot for shot. You know, the same like nothing yeah. new, nothing innovative, nothing like, like the new Nightmare on Elm Street or every Hellraiser movie or you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And don't get me or... wrong, they're <laughs> great movies. You know, they're perfect movies like when they first come out and you have to make a sequel because they did phenomenal and i and i understand that and i and i and i get that it's hard to make a but again a simple concept lights out yes it's like the, oh the lights out there's something in the dark it's so Boom. simple yeah. but apparently it it's done fucking phenomenal because uh, nobody as weird as it sounds nobody's actually like exploited that before they did it with one movie and failed miserably what movie Pi- uh not pitch black um Shit. Um, dark. Fuck, I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, dark shit. No. Shit. Basically, it's about like you can't turn off the light, or this thing gets you, this creepy, and then you find out it's like the fucking tooth fairy. It's some fucking bizarre piece of shit. Huh. Fucking movie that I got so angry with. Oh, I think I vaguely remember that now. I'm trying to remember what it was like. Dark shit. No, it's not dark shadows. That's something completely yeah different. that's another johnny depp movie <laughs> that is right um um but yeah so freaking yeah just but yeah uh but again like again you could take an idea you could try to do something new it could be great it could fail you know i don't know i've never written a movie i've never directed a movie but i give people credit when they try something new and i mean and kevin smith did not even bear the lead with this he's like look i basically want to make a movie where a guy takes another guy and makes him a walrus yeah which actually i think that Whenever he probably started out with this, he was literally just going to make a movie like about a dude that turns another dude into a walrus. And it just turned into this whole like completely different entity to the point where I feel like well, I don't even know if he intended to be like sort of like a more fucked up version of Silence of the Lambs, which I didn't even know you could do something like that. But apparently you can. Um, but I mean, that's just kind of what it felt like to me. So, 
no, I, I I completely I completely agree with you with that. Well, like he said, it's like he was basically just gonna do a movie with like two people in it. Yeah. And then you're like, well, you kind of need more than just that. So you had to make like, okay, they're gonna be looking for him. They're gonna be doing this. They're gonna be doing that. So, excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, great. I liked it. It was enjoyable. So if you're Darkness Falls, that was the name of the piece of shit movie with the tooth. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but yeah, so go ahead, check it out. Like I said, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, so if you have Prime, just you can go ahead and stream it for free. Uh, it's only like an hour and like – no, it's 102 minutes. So it's like an hour and a half. An hour, hour and a half. half. Uh, you know, it's just fun. It's a it's a weird, different kind of movie, so enjoy that. I'm really excited because the guy who pretty much created the walrus suit is also working on uh, – there's this weird, creepy creature I saw in the trailer for Yoga Hosers. Uh, that's kind of built off the same kind of thing. So, which I gotta say, that walrus suit was super realistic and super creepy. Fucking looking. creepy, yeah. So, um, like I said, kudos to like Kevin. Like, I thought I had like you watch Kevin Smith films and you get this humor, this fun, and you know, come and all these stupid like dick jokes and whatnot. And then yeah. like you see this fucked up thing that he wants to do, and I'm on board with it because I almost feel like I was like I know. I sometimes have these weird fucked up like oh this is that, this is why horror movies don't freak me out because I think I'm way too fucked up for anything to kind of surprise me uh, at this rate. Uh, you got this confused look on your face. The movie was shot in 15 days. Oh yeah, no, he's got a well because when he Kevin Smith again this again I apologize if this is way too long of a podcast for people but. Um, Kevin Smith, like, he edits while he shoots, so he knows mm-hmm. exactly what shots to get, and then he can put, like, boom, 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 got what I needed. So he literally is, like, making it while he's filming it. Yeah, he's basically, yeah, <laughs> when he films it, gets it, he edits stuff together, and he does it. I mean, that's his whole thing. Like, he wakes, he bakes, he uh, he does stuff productive when he when he, when he he's smoking weed. Like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, Kevin Smith sucks now that he smokes weed. I'm like, I think it's just the same. I think maybe he's just unlocking another part of his brain. I mean, fuck, I've done that now. So it's just kind of like this weird thing. But again... Going off into a huge tangent, I'm sorry. I'm, everyone's probably like, you blow smoke up Kevin Smith ass. He's probably never even going to listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, the budget was $3 million. Yeah, three. Yeah, <laughs> That is so, really good for a $3 million movie. So, yeah. So, again, if you have the time, you want to check it out, go ahead. I enjoyed it. Uh, again, if you're a Kevin Smith fan and listen to his podcast, you'll definitely enjoy this film. If you're not a Kevin Smith fan and you've never listened to his podcast, then you probably – I won't recommend this film to you. It's not one of those kind of films just to be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch this. So, yeah. Uh, but to bury the lead, Tusk yes. is a man who turns another man into a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I I'm honestly was apologizing for it being a little bit longer, but it really isn't by that much. So, um, So everyone, suck it. I don't even know. See, I know everyone else complains about like, it's like, oh, we're running over, running over. Yeah, I know 45 minutes to an hour should be like a normal podcast, but sometimes like people get going on something and you want to hear more and then you're like, oh, fuck, it's over. Or yeah, I actually like the ones that are like an hour to an hour and a half because then it actually kills more time. And then especially like if they get onto a rant, you're like, oh, yeah, this is actually pretty interesting. Or you're listening to this going, wow, this podcast is really bad. Oh, it's really long podcast. Fuck, delete. Um, kind of thing. So, but of course, <laughs> check out our sponsors, Revenge Lover Designs. Uh, go to revengelover.com. Don't forget to go to Amazon and shop for all your stuff you want to get. Uh, you go to the Sasquatch.net, click on that Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. 
And if you want to check out that horror block, like you're interested, I'm like, oh, I want to I wanna sign up for this. Go ahead to our Facebook page, www.facebook.com backslash notanotherbhorrorcast. Don't forget to give that like button a click. And then go ahead and hit on that shop now button, and boom, there you are. Right, simple and easy. I mean, in case, if you are looking at our, we- our show on the website, uh, you can go down to the description. There is a link there that will bring you to Horror Block as well. We get a cool block every month, and we get a little bit of a kickback, and hopefully uh, more sponsors our way so we can keep giving you these great productions of You're ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at BHorrorCast. And uh, I think that wraps up everything, unless you have anything else you want to add, Anna. Nope. When do I ever have anything to add? Oh, I shit. don't know. I was about to give it a really cool thing, and I just kind of spoiled it from there. Oh. Um, but anyways, until next time. Carbon This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Spooky.